It's Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. The best clips from Cliff. I'm not sure why we had the Justin Bieber playing for my walk-up song. Uh, can we start this again? It's Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. The best clips from Cliff with Wolf and Luke. Yeah, Cliff spoke today. We're in the final hour of the show here before the weekend is here. Wolf, Cardinals, Chiefs, among other games, but that's the uh, obviously the big one around here. Uh, so I'm going to skip ahead. When we do Cliff Notes, we just kind of fire off as much Cliff sound as we can. We react to it. I'm going to skip through all the injury stuff. Okay, uh, yeah. We already kind of looked at that. And yeah. There's just there's too much of it, quite um, frankly. The Arizona Cardinals are all banged up. Pretty well, much. Hopefully you're reporting. Uh, so I'm going to start here. How about Cliff talking about about Marco Wilson, a player, really the only one I can remember in Cliff's time here so far that he called out by name in a press conference, and he kind of did it twice during training camp, all right? So uh, uh, Cliff today talking about how Marco Wilson has responded. Yeah, very well. You know, he he really dialed back in, and, um, you know, our defensive coaches were up front with him about things he needed to do to to take that next step and and get back to where he was last year, and I think he listened, and and his attention to detail uh, has improved dramatically, and uh, I can't wait to watch him play Sunday. Just amazing right there, the humility of Cliff Kingsbury. It's one of the things I love about him the most. Uh, He's super, super smart, and he's humble. And that is a great combination, and that's the example of him being humble right there. He, He credited everybody else. Not himself for calling out Marco Wilson. Mm-hmm. So I love about him. Uh, more on Marco Wilson and the expectations that are set for him this year. Uh, it, it's just my expectations for him are very high. And so I wanted to see him um, and him to understand what we expect from him. And Ham was playing great all, all camp, there's no doubt. But but we, we think Marco has an elite skill set, and it's just time to, to put it all together. And then also one more on Wilson, why, why Cliff called him out in the first place. Yeah. But it wasn't like I trashed the dude. I mean, I said I said the other guy's starting. Like, I didn't even use his name. Y'all used his name. I just said the other guy's starting at this point. So that's like context clues. And y'all are trying to get clickbait. It's a headline. Kingsbury bashes on Marco Wilson. I said Ham is starting at this point. Um, but no, we're excited to have three guys that, that are all starting caliber. That's that's the truth. And uh, Marco, now that Ham's been out, has really stepped his game up. Okay, he's right there just. Uh, that's more personality we've seen from Cliff in a long, long time, honestly, right there, right? In a press conference. I mean, I do think we're kind of fortunate because we have him on the show every week. He does show a lot oh, more yeah, personality in the, the sort of that. But when he's in a press conference going into a matchup with the Chiefs in week one, typically the answers are, yep, nope. Yeah, no, Cliff is pretty buttoned up for the most part right there. Uh-huh. Um, there's a little bit of relaxation that you can see. And I'm not saying he's complacent. Don't get me wrong on that. I'm just saying I like to see it where he's cracking a joke from time to time because that is his personality. Ask his players. Yeah. That is his personality right there. And I just want to go back to where he said Marco Wilson was elite. They believed he had elite skill set. I can verify that because I know what I've been told from guys that are the best or the highest defensive coaches the Arizona Cardinals have. Yeah. 
I know what they have told me. Marco Wilson was the best corner on the team. That's what they believe. That was going into last, last year. training yeah. camp. Yeah. No, it was in last training camp. Yeah, and and then and he went out there and looked like a really good NFL quarterback right out of uh, right out of the gate. Now the question, Wolf, is uh, you got no Antonio Hamilton. Marco Wilson is, is now your number two corner again for the first few weeks. Who exactly is your third string corner? Because Trayvon Mullen is banged up too. Christian uh, Matthew, he'll be the next guy in. And then, you know, there's some flexibility there with JT being able to play nickel. Um, Buddha in emergency and cutting down and do that. So there's some flexibility. It's just not, not a lot of depth at that corner position. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. I, I, you know what I see happening right there? I see Jalen Thompson being the first guy. If, in fact, Trayvon Mullen can't go, I see Jalen Thompson actually coming down and playing over the slot. That's what I see. Him suddenly being the slot corner. And then, you know what? Maybe Isaiah Simmons is no longer in the box on third and obvious pass situations. Maybe he's playing safety. And then you bring in Nick Vigil as well. I, I, this is what I can say. You know, I, this is what I would say. If that scenario were going to play out and they were going to move Isaiah Simmons around to make something possible, Cliff would not say it right there. No, right? he would not. No, I, he's, he doesn't give you a ton anyway. Why would he give you you know game plan stuff on a Friday? But, but anything with Isaiah Simmons, I feel like, is completely buttoned up, at least until we see what happens on week one. Yeah. Hey, so, listen, we've seen him line him up in the middle of the field and play a three deep zone where he's the deep defender in the middle of the field. That kid is incredible. Uh, what did Isaiah say last week? You're probably going to see him play a lot of linebacker this week. So now I'm assuming we're going to see him all over the place because I don't believe anything anybody says. That's exactly right. That's a great way to go. And also he's everybody's backup and everybody's hurt. Uh-huh. Uh, here's more from Cliff talking about, uh, let's talk about Kyler Murray and how he deals with failure. It's it's you know part of his growth, I think. We all talked about it. He he never really faced failure like he faced here. Um, first year going whatever we went five and eleven, um, and and then you know eight, eight and eight and having some tough games down the stretch last year. I mean, all those things are really a first with, for his athletic career. And so you you get thicker skin through that. You become more mentally tough through that. I mean, you gotta the only way you really succeed is, is through adversity at some point. And I think he's been through that, and, and we're all hopeful that he's learned from it and can be better moving forward. Yeah, you know, honestly, we were talking to Sam Mays yeah, about that very thing. Similar, Sam yeah. said it. Yeah, it's got to move up to the head, man. It's all about the head from this point forward. His brain going forward, what he thinks, how he develops, because all that athleticism is right there. All right, that was Cliff Notes Week 1 edition. And Wolf, when we come back, we're going to talk to somebody we haven't talked to yet. D-backs getting going in Colorado tonight. Corbin Carroll will join us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The Clubhouse Call-In with Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
All right, welcome back to the show here on a Friday afternoon. Wolf, obviously a lot of football, but the D-backs are in Colorado to start a series against the Rockies tonight. And in addition to the fact that Zach Gallen is supposed to start on Sunday and potentially extend that streak, you've got the excitement around the D-backs young players. There's got everybody talking, and I would say the headliner of that list right now is Corbin Carroll. He joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Corbin, thanks for the time this uh, this afternoon. How you doing? How's how's your major league experience so far these first couple weeks? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's going well so far. We just got to, to Colorado and spent an off day here yesterday, and then uh, you know gearing up for game one today. You know, Corbin, um, I remember when I was a rookie in the National Football League, and it was so different, man. It was so different from that very first meeting, walking in there and then seeing all these guys walking around that were so highly talented right here. Has Major League Baseball, and everything you've experienced since you've been called up, been what you expected? Yeah, you know, I think I'm in a, a pretty unique situation. Um, you know, we've got it, we're in the, I'm, I'm in that same boat as you. We've got a lot of talented players. Um, maybe the difference might be like I, I know a lot of these guys personally um, and and well, and so um, you know, just a lot of good friendships already on this team. Um, and I think that's just helped me feel really comfortable. Yeah, Corbin, that was actually going to be my next question. I mean, who on this team did you already get to play some baseball with? Because it seems like there's the vibe around this team right now is when one of the the younger players makes a play, all the other younger ones are happy, not just for their team, but for that guy because they already know him. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, that that first lineup I got sent that I was in, um, I played with everyone in that lineup except for uh, Emmanuel Rivera, who we traded for. you know, a little more recently. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, guys like, like Alec Thomas, guys like Dalton Barsho, um, Jake McCarthy, Josh Rojas, um, you know, those are, those are guys I've played with, um, at this point up to, to two years ago. Um, and then many more I've played with, um, you know, this year as well. Um, you know, Cooper Hummel comes to mind. Um, just all great guys. And, um, Stone Garrett, um, but yeah, just all great guys, and they've been super welcoming and helpful. Corbin, man, I really want to get to know you as a dude, right? As a as a young guy that is making his way at the major league level here. Talk to me about your high school experience, and did you play any other sports? Yeah, so I played uh, I played football my freshman year, and then. Uh, my other my other big sport growing up was, was soccer in, in Washington. Those those two soccer and baseball at the same season. So uh, you know, high school was just football my freshman year, and then and then baseball obviously. So what, did soccer help your baseball in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, there's some some unique skills that um, you develop there just by playing other sports in general. Um, but yeah, I think I think. Soccer and, and baseball have some uh, an ability to complement each other. Um, you know, playing them growing up and, and just developing as an athlete overall. 
We're talking to Corbin Carroll. Uh, Corbin, you you nearly hit your first home run a few games earlier than you actually did. I think that the stat was that it would have been out in 29 of the 30 parks. But you did get your first home run in the last game against the Padres. So can you just kind of take us through the emotions of, you know, obviously you know you belong here. You've been hitting basically since day one, but to finally put one over the fence, too. Yeah, it was... I think it'll be a little cooler to say I did it off of uh, you, Darvish, than off the position player. <laughs> but um, so that that's not you know the worst thing in the world. Um, that you know it, it took a couple games, but um, yeah, just it was a great feeling. Um, you know, it was kind of it was early in the game. It was my first at bat, and, um, so you know, got back to the dugout and got the silent treatment, all that. Um, but really, I just. I tried to, you know, there, there was a lot more game left and, and just tried to stay uh, kind of even keel. Yeah, you know, you Darvish, um, what were you thinking? There, there you were at the plate. Did you just try to block out the fact that it was you Darvish? I, I mean, what were you thinking? That was the first time you ever faced him. Yeah, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I've been pretty happy so far with just, um, you know, my ability to not get caught up in, in who the pitcher is um, and, and more just, you know, st- study them before the game and, and kind of understand how they pitch and um, more treated as that than, oh, my goodness, this is, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, but we, we have faced some pretty good pitchers so far. Um, you know, I've got faced Gordon Burns, um, Brandon Woodruff, um, Musgrove, to name a few. And so um, I think just having that experience early has given me some, uh, some confidence in saying, oh, hey, I've seen some of these um, you know, better pitchers in our league now. Yeah, we're talking to Corbin Carroll. I mean, does that maybe help you then also going forward? Because really, you've you've been hitting since since you got up to the big leagues, and I know you're obviously a confident guy to get to this point. But a lot of guys don't don't come out hitting like this right out of the gate. You had five RBI in your first two games. Yeah, I think it's just um, you know I, I talk about this a lot, but just sticking with my process. Um, you know, I've had a process that um, you know I've really divine. Um, developed and, and refined over the years and um, you know plan on continuing to do that but um, also just having that trust and and having that same process and um, you know having that carry over from the minor leagues to here um, and, and really staying grounded with that I think is another reason that I've been able to uh, have some consistency so far. So Corbin, one of my one of my favorite things to do in the world was to get ready for a game, and I realized the game of football it's once a week. You have one game, and that's it. Uh, baseball, you're playing almost every day here. Do you have any type of um, game time uh, routine that you go through? Do you have any uh, pregame rituals that you go through? Um, maybe maybe not rituals, but um, definitely definitely routine. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do some meditation and mindfulness for um, every game. Um, obviously, the, the physical um, preparation as well. But I think that's the, the mental piece really gets me uh, really gets me locked in, and um, just that little little time to focus on my breath. Um, I find really very centering. So, when you say Corbin meditation, no, do, you, do you listen to music or something like that? What What do you do? Exactly. Um, so, in the minor leagues, we'd have recorded tracks. Um, 
but that I'd listen to. Um, but we've, we've got a great mental skills department and, uh, you know, I, I've worked with, um, you know, Zach and Sydney and, and, and Charlie for a while now for, uh, I mean, they've, they've been here since, uh, since 2019 when I arrived in the organization. And so, um, you know, they've been, it's just been developing those, those routines and, um, you know, kind of finding what works with them. Um, but you know, now that, I'm able to be around them a little more often. I'll, I'll do it, uh, you know, those meditations will have with them. Corbin Carroll joining us. Corbin, as, as you're breaking into the major leagues, one of your teammates, Zach Allen, is just not even giving up runs. So, I mean, as a, as a hitter, what is it like to see? It's not like he's a vet. He's only been in the league a couple of years, but what is it like to see what he's been doing from your perspective? It's been, it's been really fun. I mean, it makes, makes my job a little easier. Um, but... Just, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to be in the box against him, and, um, you know, I realize it's not a fun out that. And so, um, <laughs> he, he's the same guy every day, and, you know, just shows up and, and goes to work, and it's really a pleasure to be around. Corbin, what kind of pride do you actually take in playing in the field? You're obviously very, very good in terms of being a defender. How much pride do you take in that? Uh, in playing in the field, is that what you said? Yes. You know, I take take a lot of pride in that. Um, I think that's something that's really stressed in an organization. Is you know we're looking for for athletes who are going to go out there and and make the you know the correct play. And um, you know I've I spend a lot of time um, you know when I was hurt um, this off season uh, just. Trying to do exactly that, um, improve out there and in decision making and um, in, in drills with um, Dave McKay. You know, starting in January this year. Um, you know, it's just I think it's I, I want to be I want to improve at all aspects of my game, and so that's that's one that I don't take lightly. Corbin, we appreciate the time, man. Looks like you're in the lineup tonight playing left field. It's got to be fun playing in this outfield with Alec Thomas and Dalton Varsho and Jake McCarthy and these other guys. Uh, continued success. Thank you. Thank you, guys. God bless, buddy. Thanks a lot. That's Corbin Carroll joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. And, yeah, it looks like he's going to be batting sixth tonight uh, behind Varsho and right ahead of Carson Kelly. So those are your outfielders tonight, Wolf, since this is this rotates seemingly every night because they have five of them. Corbin Carroll will be in left, Alec Thomas in center, um, Dalton Varsho in right, Jake McCarthy, the DH. And Stone Garrett is just your two hits on the Thank bench if you need them. the DH. <laughs> Seriously, Mike Hazen told us that earlier this week. Like, that ended up working out pretty well for the D-backs because they have so many outfielders they can hit right now. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, we have some Arizona Cardinals players getting ruled out, so we will explain that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Okay, Wolf. 
Fired up for this game on Sunday. Stay fired up because I have the injury report from today. All right. Oh, no. You prepared for this? I'm learning to despise the injury report. Yeah, this is not not real enjoyable so far this season. We haven't even played a game yet, the Arizona Cardinals. Here we go. Chiefs side of things. Seems like everybody's good to go. Frank Clark limited today with an illness. That's yeah, it. right. Okay, everybody okay. else is fine. They have these other... Like, they have... They have four other guys, five other guys on their injury report, but it almost feels like they're just showing off because they've been full participants of practice every day. Yeah, taste it. Yeah. That's what they're saying right now. Their, their trainers are looking at the Arizona Cardinals trainers. Taste it. Yeah, look look at our injury report. We can yeah. list some players, but they're all practicing and playing. Okay, I see. All right, here's what we got with the Cardinals. Do you want me to start with the good news or the bad news? Always the bad first. Well, okay, the bad news is I have three players that aren't playing on Sunday. <laughs> Okay, three players that are not playing. Okay, good. Rondale Moore, hamstring injury, out. I think we had kind of assumed, just reading the tea leaves, yeah. I mean, he was fine two days ago, right. but got hurt yesterday. Yep. And it's just the way Cliff was talking, uh, saying 50-50, but trying to sound optimistic. So, Rondale Moore is out. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, out with a toe injury. So... Oh, my goodness. I don't know if he was near the kettlebell that dropped on Marcus Golden or what. <laughs> oh like, boy. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. So, and Cody Ford is out with an ankle injury. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Cody Ford is out. These um, are three guys coming into this week. I didn't even think were an issue to play in the game. Okay. So, they've been ruled out. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, okay, Cody Ford you can almost tolerate because that, you know, if... You got five guys that are starting, and hopefully those starters, nobody gets hurt. Yeah. And you can bear that. I just didn't love, and we're reading a lot into this, but when Cliff was asked about Cody Ford earlier today, remember he he said, what did he say, roster maneuvering or something, and he just sounded very tired when he had to answer the question about Cody Ford. And he's been answering a lot of questions about injuries all week, and this is not week 17. We're going into week one real quick. This was Cliff on the Cody Ford injury earlier today. We'll see, like I said, how, how that shakes out the next couple hours as well. Some roster maneuvering and see where we need to go. But um, unfortunate that he got banged up. He was doing a good job, and we're trying to sort that out. Yeah, that was yeah. before he was ruled out, but that was Cliff just sounding like, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's to do here? Well, once again, you know, you got your five starters, and they're ready to go. And, you know, uh, there are games that you'll play where your five starters, they take every snap. <laughs> so let's hope that happens for the Arizona Cardinals, right? Let's hope that happens. Please, somebody tell me. Give me some good news. Somebody, what was the good news you were going to give well, me? Well, I wasn't done with the bad news, but okay, we'll just go to the good news. Here are guys that were full participants that have been on uh, on the injury report this week. So I'm assuming these guys are playing. They don't have a designation for game status. Okay. Aaron Brewer? Okay. Uh, he was dealing with the ankle stuff. Marcus Golden was dealing with the toe. He's full participate uh, today. I would assume I he's good to go. Both those guys. Rodney Hudson's not even really on the injury report, other than that he was listed on there on Wednesday, so his name's still there. So I'm assuming he's good to go. He's good to go. I circled him. Yep. Zeke Turner, full participant today for the first time this week. Yep. Got Jonathan it. Ward, full participant. Yep. So now I've got oh, the f- Jonathan Ward. Wait a minute. Now. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, I did not circle him. Good. Now we've got to pack up to five running backs. Okay. Yeah. What's happening there? <laughs> got eleven and healthy not, players on the team. They're not going to dress all five. <laughs> they don't have anybody left to dress for the game on Sunday. You got four questionables. Okay. Zach Ertz limited today. Justin Pugh limited today. JJ Watt hasn't practiced all week. Questionable. 
And this name, Wolf, was not on the list until today, but out with, did not practice today with an illness. I don't, Byron Murphy. Okay. Like, <laughs> was he hanging out with Frank? I just, I, it's, it's like, I'm just going to hear. It's, if Byron Murphy's not playing, then. Oh my goodness. And he's questionable. Just, he's not he's, out. He's questionable. He's questionable. Yeah. You got you got to have some cornerbacks, man. Like I, I don't. I, how are you of all play? the rooms too? Yeah, of all the rooms, of all the position that needed to be attacked, it's the cornerback room. You could be playing Baltimore in Week One. You still need a couple cornerbacks, man. man. Wow. You don't have Antonio Hamilton now. Byron Murphy I, of all people is questionable. The guy you you traded for brought in out. Oh my goodness! This is this is stunning. So anyway, I that's where we are. To say about it, man, other than the fact that this sucks, buttermilk. Well, only three guys are out, out. Uh, and yeah, but so, even if guys play that are nicked up, yeah, you or, know, even but, if they play where they're they're eighty five percent, yeah, eighty five percent against the Kansas City Chiefs, you want to be a hundred percent, especially as cautious as you've been in terms of playing any starters in any preseason games. Maybe this evens out, and in it's the not Cardinals. like the Cardinals are scrimmaging during. No. Practice. It's maybe maybe this evens out and they end up being one of the healthier teams over the course Man. of the season. This was Cliff earlier today talking even, about even if you're right on that though, Luke, it's not what's happening right no, now. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not what's happening now. And for it to even out, they're going to have to have like an eight week run where everybody Man. is healthy at all times. Now, no Rondale Moore. So we were speculating on this earlier in the show because it just didn't kind of seem like he was going to play. Now that we know he's out, let's revisit the conversation at the very start of the show, Wolf. Who's going to step in? Because at receiver, you have Hollywood Brown and A.J. Green. And behind them, you have Andy Isabella and Greg Dorch. And I don't think you have a fifth active receiver. So here's Cliff on Dorch and Isabella today. Very comfortable. And, um, you know, more so our quarterbacks do. I think that's the biggest deal. There's a real comfort level there. Those guys practiced a bunch together. when guys were either out or taking days off, obviously with Hop, you know, the way we limited him, Rondell missed a couple of weeks in training camp. Those guys got a lot of work with the first team, and so I, I don't think anybody's going to blink if they're called upon. That's the thing. We don't know how we haven't seen Kyler thrown to Isabella, yeah. right? We've seen Trace McSorley right, throwing Trace to McSorley. <laughs> So we know it's an Isabella play if Trace McSorley's under center for like three random plays in the game. Yeah. Um,. Man, you know what? Honestly, I want to see Andy Isabella. I want to see him get the opportunity to do it. 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. He's he's listed behind Rondell Moore, as a matter of fact, on the depth chart. Yep. So I want to see Andy Isabella get the opportunity to go out there and make some plays. How about that? Oh my goodness! He's got the man. opportunity. You got to. <laughs> it's there. The, the opportunity is here for Andy Isabella. You got Greg Dortch, of course, as well. I, I'd love to see Andy Isabella get the opportunity to go out and play in a regular season game, and the expectation to be that he's going to make plays, and you're going to target him, and you're going to throw him the ball, Kyler. I want to see Andy Isabella under those conditions. All right, well, forgot to announce this, too. We've got our uh, grand prize winner for the uh, the Vegas trip. You ready for this? Yeah. We had three of the four people call in this week, and then we were able to qualify a fourth one, obviously, today, too. So... (laughs) 
I wasn't looking at you and I thought you were doing that. I was like, wow, you got really loud. Uh, Wesley James from Phoenix. He won four tickets for him and his Wolfpack to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders, plus a two-night stay at Circa Resorts and Casino. I'm almost more jealous about that. than I the know. How party. nice is that? Uh, the weekend with the Wolfpack, courtesy of Circa Resorts and Casino. So Give me that name one more time. Wesley? Wesley James. Wesley James. That is good. The man of two first names. Way to go, go, Wesley. Wesley James getting it done. When we come back, very busy week in sports. We'll close it all down with the work week wrap-up. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, it is time for Wolf and Luke's work week wrap-up. Wolf, we're going to run through everything that happened this week in like eight minutes. Here we go, starting on Monday. Monday. Monday, D-backs beat the Padres 5 to nothing. A wind in the pitch. Swung on and popped up down the right field line. Varsho is there, and he's got it. The Diamondbacks come into San Diego, and they blank the Padres by a final score of 5 to nothing. with one of the more memorable Major League debuts we've seen for a Diamondback, Ryan Nelson, who stole the show with seven shutout innings of work. Yeah, Ryan Nelson retired 17 in a row at one point in that game in his Major League debut. Some booing going on right there. Padres fans, I was out there a couple weeks ago, and I was at actually a Padres game. They're a little restless with their team. A little bit. Yeah, they're not a lock to make the playoffs by any means. Uh, all right, on to Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, Wolf, we had Cliff Kingsbury join us out at the Dignity Health Cardinals training facility, and we asked him about keeping five running backs. Yeah, you got to evolve, man. got to gotta adapt and evolve. Um, yeah, it's just like I said, it, it's how it played out. Uh, all those guys earned it in, in those spots, and, and um, we'll, we'll find ways to maximize them. Yeah, it's just so weird for a coach that is known as an air raid coach to have four tight ends and five running backs on his team. Well, four tight ends and five running backs. <laughs> yeah, that Cliff Kingsbury, all he does is throw the ball. It's like 20% of the roster committed to uh, running backs and tight ends. Mike Hazen joining us, talking about Zach Gallon's great season as he picked up NL Player of the Week in the middle of this uh, scoreless streak. This guy has all the talent, brains, and physical ability to be pitching at the top of a rotation. He's doing that right now. He's leading us. Uh, we're very fortunate to have him. So good news there with Zach Gallon. Bad news, though, for the D-backs Wolf that night. Ian Kent giving up two runs in the ninth. D-backs lose to the Padres. The first pitch, Alfaro swings and grounds it up the middle in the center. Cronenworth scores. Myers will score two, and the Padres win it. Just getting started. I was trying to forget that right there because we were on such a roll with this Diamondback team, right? These young guns that had come up and the way they were playing, it was impressive. On to Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, Colt McCoy. Why not? Another Cardinal magically ending up on on the injury report. This time he just goes right to IR, which means Trace McSorley is the backup on Sunday. Oh, and JJ Watts. I'm not ever gonna. I I will never get tired of that. I, I, I'll tell you this: I will never not hear that when I see his name. <laughs> that dude could. He could like jumpstart his career. He could end up somewhere else next year. He could play ten years in the league. He could get voted into the Hall of Fame in twenty years, and that's all I'm gonna hear is that song. I'm your favorite quarterback. They 
Uh, J.J. Watt dealing with a calf strain. Here's Cliff. He has a calf as well. So a bit of a calf strain. He's day-to-day. Um, so hopefully he'll be ready by Sunday. And when the Mike, dreaded calf. Uh, the calf strain is everywhere. And when Mike Hazen joined us on Wednesday, he talked about uh, this season. As fun as it's been, not good enough for him. How we go into this offseason, the rest of the season, into this offseason, about pushing that further, that that just wasn't good enough, that there's more, um, I think that's going to be what tells our story or not. Yeah, Mike was fired up. Hayes, he still, sounded like he was ready yeah, to go play. A little edgy, no doubt. That, when we had him on, was right after the, the loss on uh, on Tuesday night. The furrowed brow, yes. Uh, ASU men's basketball gets a four-star commit in the 2023 class of Keel Watson. Bullseye! I'll take some good ASU news. And then uh, Cliff naming the Cardinals eight captains. Kyler, Rodney, DJ, um, Gardeck. Jalen Thompson, Buddha, J.J. Watt, James Conner. It sounded like he was on like a game show. Cliff, can you name the 2022 Cardinals captains? Yeah, you know, um, it's a different era, man. They used to just have one captain for each phase of the game. Offensive, defensive, special teams, of course. Now it's so different in the NFL. How many captains? Eight. Eight captains. They had nine last year. Just slightly more than the number of running backs on their roster. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, D-backs lose to the Padres 6-3. And a 1-0 from Hayter. Swing and a ground ball to short. Kim has it. And his throw to first in time. The Padres win the game. The Padres win the series. Josh Hader gets the save and the final score. It's the Padres 6 and the Diamondbacks 3. And Wolf Larry Fitzgerald joining Monday Night Football, the uh, the broadcast team as a pregame studio analyst. Feels good to play that. Yeah. yeah. Larry's got his media card now, his media badge. Can't wait to see that hanging around his neck. I'm going to rip him for that. Starting to see Larry in more and more commercials, too. <laughs> on to Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, Cliff gave us an update on Rondale Moore. Uh, still figuring it out. Yeah, we'll know here in a couple hours, make a final diagnosis and go from there. I remember going into Thursday, we didn't think anything was up with Rondale Moore. And uh, now, 24 hours later, we're First of out. all, when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals in the roster right now, I suspect everybody. <laughs> I'm no longer going to take anyone for granted. Yeah. Everybody is susceptible Just to rolling their ankle. Can we Can we get to Sunday? No more practicing. Uh, Bills blow out the Rams 31-10. Sean McVay afterwards. We weren't ready to go. Um, I take a lot of uh, you know pride in that, and that's on me. I got to do better. There was a lot of decisions that I made that I felt like didn't put our players in good enough spots. So it was a humbling experience, but we're going to stay connected. We're going to all look inward. We're going to do a better job moving forward, but you give credit to the Bills, and then we've got to understand that we've got to have that mindset and mentality to be able to move forward accordingly. Wolf, you had uh, Jalen Thompson on Big Red Rage last night talking about how you stopped the Chiefs. Really, the main thing, we got to get to the QB. We have to get to uh, Mahomes. Mm. Um, if he can stay back there and, uh, you know what I mean, dance around and uh, make any throw, like I said, that he that he can make, 
then it's going to be a long, tough game for us. So that's the biggest thing, I think, just getting to the quarterback. Yeah, he's right about that. Marcus Golden should help actually get to the quarterback right there. Scheme, though, it's going to be a combination of scheme and skulls. Vance Joseph has got to scheme it up. On to Friday. Friday. Friday being today and being Lamar Jackson's deadline to get a deal done with the Ravens. Didn't get done. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, some rule changes for next season. As far as the elimination of the shift, you won't find a left-handed hitter that's against it. And in fact, many pitchers are in favor of eliminating the shift as well. Aesthetically, it's going to look better and it will put more action in the game. Yes, it will, man. I love love that. I love the fact we're eliminating the shift. You were like celebrating in the studio. Yeah, you know, honestly. um, Guys were not adjusting to it the way that I thought Major League hitters would. Hit it the other way. Take it the other way. Guys can't. Face Major League pitching, too. Man, where's Rod Carew? (laughs) Somebody get me Rod Carew back, please. Uh, Marcus Golden, you mentioned you're going to have him back because he agreed to a one-year contract extension worth up to $6.5 million today. Marcus Golden is back. I feel good. That's probably a good note to end the week on, honestly. <laughs> Marcus Golden is back. And we Congratulations, all dog. Any uh, any final thoughts here? We actually got through everything. No, we never get through all the audio. That's fantastic. No, I just, I seriously cannot get over everything that has happened to the Arizona Cardinals roster and the injury report, the way it continues to grow. Yeah, well, maybe they can take care of business you're, you're on Sunday anyway. You're talking about week one. Thanks, Darren. Okay, I'm out of here. Warren Koval <laughs> Behind the glass for Wolf and Tylenol. We've got Burns and Gambo next on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.